Today, as Pastor Helen has indicated to us, we read a traditional passage. Sometimes we focus on baptism, as the Eastern Church does, or sometimes the Magi. Today, we are going to be in Matthew, very familiar portion of Scripture, Matthew 2, 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. Calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the magic and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I also may go and pay him homage. And when they heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. And then opening their treasure chests, treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Amen. The word of the Lord. I've been thinking all week about what would cause these learned people to leave the comfort of their own homes and go seek a baby king. This group, we are unsure how many left their regular routines, their families, the food they usually ate, the friends they enjoyed, the work they did. I just want you to think about that. Think about you and a few others that believe God that is calling you to go to a new place where he is leading. So let's remember that it wouldn't be easy. You might disagree with your travel companions about certain things like exactly which way to go or the meaning of the star. You might be irritated with the people you're traveling with because all of us are quirky Although we don't think that we are, we always think it's other people that are. It's another sermon. And that can be challenging when we hit the road and hit various roadblocks. Like going to the person who should know that Jesus is born and like there's nothing going on there. But you might also be surprised by the sheer beauty of the trip and marvel how the creator of the world was guiding you with a star that was moving in the sky. Did the one who sent the star for you tell you exactly what to expect? Hmm. Knowing God, probably not. Because the journey is part of the learning. 
In many ways, for us, the Magi have been reduced to the gifts that they brought and the ornate clothing that we imagine and their royal status. And we think of them sometimes as knowing exactly what they were doing and confident in their steps and trusting in the hand that they can't see to guide them where they will find a child to honor. But why? What does this child represent? This year, I had more than a few people tell me how Um, These from the east had to be from Persia, which is modern-day Iran. So one article that I uh, looked up said three reasons why the Magi were Persian, written by Dr. Uh, Shariot, who lives and does ministry in Iran. First, he says Magi is a Persian word. That is true. It is plural for wise people. They were not kings, but dignitaries, perhaps priests, Um, who would have been practicing an ancient religion. Second, the images in the church of the nativity in Bethlehem depict the Magi as Persian. That church was built by Emperor Constantine's mother, Helena, and in that nativity scene, the Magi are seen wearing Persian clothes. Lastly, Dr. Chariot says that these learned men knew that a king was going to be born because they studied the Old Testament prophecies, that the book of Daniel and Habakkuk and Esther and different Old Testament passages were big in Persia at the time. That's why they're knowledgeable about the Messiah, because they're paying attention. And the people in Jerusalem are like, what? They know the timing of the birth. They're paying attention. They, the hope that, that this child would bring the deliverance that God was going to bring, not just for Israel, but for the whole world. So let's circle back to the question. What would cause these seekers to leave their places of comfort to travel such a distance? Were they wanting to be part of history like those who went to Qatar to see the World Cup? Or the people who lined up for days to see the Queen of England lie in state? We don't know their inner motivation. But what kept coming back to me this week when I was thinking about it is how much they were seeking truth. Now, that's not a new idea. It's like, this is not new from your pastor. We all know that. But let's just think about seeking truth and what seeking truth means. Because they were looking for a new thing that God was doing and they got off the couch to go and do it. And the people who were right there didn't move. They believed that this was a real opportunity. They believed that God was doing something. They were paying attention to this changing event. They were not Jewish, which makes it such a big deal that Jesus is born for all people. And this is proof of that. Now juxtaposed to the Magi in this passage is Herod, who is not seeking truth, but wants to look as if he is. He's actually ignorant of God's ways and frightened of God's power. So he seeks to subvert and to control and to sabotage and horrifically to destroy any evidence of a baby king. And in this world where so many try to control the truth and make it what it is not, those who seek Jesus need to remember that God always makes a way for truth to be known. And it rarely has anything to do with human agenda. 
God's will is so spectacular and so beyond anything that we can conjure or make up on our own based on such a bigger picture. So we have to be wary of those who do not seek God, but who try to tell us what is true, who try to control us and tell us what to do like Herod tried to do with these wise men. Because people lie and cheat all the time to get their way. How they compromise their integrity like Herod did and show their true intention and dishonor God. We have to decide if we're going to live in a way that honors God or if we're going to live for ourselves. So this brings us to a few other thoughts. While we don't know ultimately what motivated them, the Magi are intentional and seem to have sincere hearts. If they are Persian, they traveled over a thousand miles to see Jesus. No train, no car, no automobile. Or train, plane, automobile. There it is. This is not a day trip, in other words. This took effort and planning. While they brought gifts that expressed great honor, the best thing they brought was themselves. The scriptures say that they were overwhelmed with joy. They were overwhelmed with joy when the star finally stopped. I mean, imagine what that would be like. The star is real. It isn't just this thing that we see. I mean, it's real, and it brought us to a real place, and there are real people here, and there's a real baby here, and they're overwhelmed with joy. And they go in, behold the child, and kneel down. Their trip was not in vain. What a picture of humility and vulnerability that they understood in some way that God had brought this baby to save them, to save the world. Like Anna and Simeon last week who were paying attention that this baby was a chosen king. So this morning we have come and we ask ourselves, what does seeking truth for us look like? From our passage, it might mean being humble and not thinking that we know all that there is to know. It means understanding and being engaged with the idea that God is always bringing new life, meant to change our present circumstances. It means we have a choice to get out of our regular patterns of our lives to go and see new things. It means being motivated to grow on purpose because truth is what God's life is all about. The seeking of it, the using of it, the giving of it away to help others. Jesus proclaimed himself to be the life, the truth, and the way. And if we're not living to find Jesus's truth for us, then what are we living for? Because then we find ourselves living for our only ourselves and being susceptible to the lies of others and the shallowness of the world. Today we come to a table Jesus sets for us. And in the beginning of a new calendar year, we have the opportunity to commit, to commit God's truth in a new way. Pastor Nikki has given us resources that will point us there, but we have to take the steps necessary to get there. Resolutions are really about discipline. That's all they are. And it's not about the resolution. Really, it's about the intention that I resolve that I am going to seek God and allow him to make me a better person. We are meant to leave our places of comfort to find the truth that God means for us to know. 
So may we study the word this year in a way that shows us the ways that God is showing up for us. There's no truth outside of God, and we are meant to utilize the warning like the Magi did of God's spirit so that we will not be tricked to what is not true. So through a journey God has had you on, you have found your way to this place in your life spiritually. The road that you have been on has perhaps been circuitous and winding and upsetting and tragic and long and amazing and blessed. And sometimes perhaps you have heard God so clearly and other times you have purposely walked away from where you knew he was leading you. And yet here you are. Where are you going? What star are you following? God is making himself known to you and has a purpose for you and for your life and for all of us. And this morning we come and we pay homage and we kneel down. We kneel down and we behold the Savior and say, Jesus, this is what we know to be true about you. Lead me, God, in the way everlasting So as we remember and receive the life Jesus died for us to know, may we commit this morning when we come forward, may we commit and receive the life that God has for us in this time. May we trust the places God is leading to us and may they change us forever because the creator of the world is guiding you. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.